Bible prophesied of a unique time on earth. Israel would be returned to her land, the church would turn to false doctrines, technology would increase, and wickedness and immorality would run rampant. The time spoken of so long ago has come. Join Charlie Garrett as he breaks down these events for us as they unfold each week. It is Sunday. It's 14 March. It's time for the Prophecy Update of the Week. And it is uh, the first day after changing the clocks forward an hour. And it seems like 92% of the church didn't show up. And uh, so that's the way it is. But uh, uh, anyway, uh, we'll get adjusted in a month or two or three. And then eventually everybody will be into their routine. But losing an hour of sleep is something that I do not get over quickly. Uh, let's see. Our first category, as always, is Israel. And if you read prophecy sites or if you watch prophecy updates that occurred during the week, you have heard this. That's okay. There are people that haven't heard this, and this is really amazing. United with Israel says <clears throat> lots of news services have put this out in the Middle East. I haven't seen anywhere else, but Saudi shocker, Temple Mount is Jewish. Saudi Arabia saying this, Temple Mount is Jewish. Muslims should pray toward Mecca. Saudi Twitter users, this is not the official government policy, this is people in Saudi Arabia saying this, and the fact that they're saying this and the government isn't deleting their tweets makes it interesting. Uh, Saudi Twitter's users have recently been pushing a new line of thought that plays up the importance of Muslims praying towards Mecca in Saudi Arabia, while downplaying the importance of the Al-Asqa Mosque in Jerusalem. The controversial campaign appears to be designed to push the message, emphasizing the importance of the Saudi cities of Mecca and Medina as the holy places of Islam, which they already believe this. So the important part isn't that they're pushing Mecca and Medina. The important part is that they're delegitimizing Jerusalem. And they're doing this for a reason. It's because they understand that the Jews belong in Israel and they are no longer denying this. And the ones that have always felt this way now feel comfortable that they can say this. That's why this is so important here, okay? Uh, to eliminate the importance of Jerusalem and the Temple Mount for Muslims, thereby decreasing any Islamic authority the Palestinians have over the site. Now, of course, they're all upset at the Palestinians because the Palestinians have taken their money for years and done nothing with it, okay? They've done nothing to improve their own lives in both sides of, uh, you know, Israel where they live, and the people in Gaza are living in squalor when they've been given billions and billions and billions of dollars, and so the people are tired of it, and so this is the result of that. But this is prophetic for a lot of reasons, but before I go on, where was I? I'll stop right there. Okay, uh, the main reason that this is prophetic is I'll first take you to Daniel chapter 9. Let me take you there and uh, just take a second to get to Daniel 9. And it's very clear, you know, people that say that the church has replaced Israel are just wrong, but uh, it's been laid out in Daniel forever. Okay, Daniel 9, I'm just going to take you to verse 27. Then he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week. This is the final week of the 70 weeks of Daniel. Uh, 483 years occurred before the coming of Christ, and there's one seven-year period left, which is given to Israel under the law to get right with Christ, to call on their Messiah. It says there, uh, then he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week. That is the Antichrist that is going to make a deal with Israel and they will make a covenant and they will allow a temple to be built. Well, this is all setting that stage right now by allowing this to happen. 
And this is also something that if you understand the dispensational model and you understand what Paul is saying, I don't care what anybody else tells you, they are wrong. R-O-N-G. They are wrong. It is a pre-tribulation rapture. Anybody who teaches a mid-trib doesn't know what he's talking about. And anybody who teaches a post-trib doesn't know what he's talking about. The Bible teaches a pre-tribulation rapture. These things will happen afterward. The Antichrist will be revealed afterward. We're not looking for the Antichrist. We're not going to know who he is. We're going to be out of here, and then he will be revealed. But it says in the middle of the week, that means at the three-and-a-half-year point, which is detailed in Revelation, in the middle of the week, he shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering. And on the wing of abominations shall be one who makes desolate, even until the consummation which is determined is poured out on the desolate. The fact that Daniel says that there will be a temple tells us that there will be a temple. temple. There you go. Okay, so he's saying this is coming and that this will be the result of a seven-year peace plan that is signed with the Antichrist. And the other place I'll take you to very quickly, just so you can understand this, is that in Revelation chapter 11, it says, Then I was given a reed. This is in fulfillment of the Daniel prophecy. Then I was given a reed like a measuring rod, and the angel stood saying, rise and measure the temple of God. Well, they didn't need to do this back then because they had a temple of God. They knew the dimensions of it. And Revelation was obviously written after the destruction or maybe before the destruction, but at the time of uh, the destruction of the temple, a little before, a little after, whichever, but it is anticipating a different temple, not the temple that was there at that time, okay, back in the the first century. Then I was given a reed like a measuring rod, and the angel stood saying, rise and measure the temple of God, the altar, and those who worship there. Well, people say that the church has replaced Israel, and that is a metaphor for the church. I'm sorry, you do not take a measuring rod and measure people, Okay, you don't do that. You measure physical buildings, and that is what's happening there. So this is what is being led up to by these things that are being put forth by the people in Saudi Arabia and elsewhere. So we'll go on now and read this. One of the messages reportedly comes from well-known Saudi cartoonist Fad al-Jabiri, who tweeted that the direction of the prayers of the Jews is not important to us. What is important to us is only our homeland. Another English language tweet is by a Moroccan user, so this is down in Morocco as well, named Ibtisam Zegiga, I guess, whose profile says he studies Hebrew and wants peace and calls on dear brothers and sisters to join in the movement. Now, don't get me wrong when I say this. I'm excited because this is an end times event. I'm not excited that the Jews are going to build a temple other than the fact that it's fulfilling the prophecy in the Bible. What I wish Israel would do would be to call on Jesus and be saved from all that is coming in connection with this event, which means the tribulation period, two-thirds of Israel being exterminated, etc. I would I would pray that that is not going to happen, but it is going to happen because the book is written. We are not going to get away without those events happening. So I'm not excited for having the temple and the law and all that reinstated. That's not what gets me going. What gets me going is that this is something that people are already anticipating by their tweets, even though they don't know that this pertains to the Bible, okay? This recent Saudi Twitter movement believes that there is no importance of the Temple Mount to Muslims and the waiting for the Jewish Third Temple. A new era one of peace. Now that sounds just like the Bible when it says peace, P 
peace, but there is no peace. They're looking for peace. They're looking for Messiah. And instead, they're going to get the Antichrist. Okay. Jesus even said that, you know, you reject me, but another one's coming and you're going to accept him. And he's speaking about the uh, Antichrist in that. Anyway, the uh, Saudi campaign is in response to Palestinian insults online and chants against the kingdom of Saudi Arabia heard at the demonstrations at the Temple Mount after prayers on Fridays. These people have been given money by the Saudis for years. And here they are belittling the people that give them money during their chants on Friday on the Temple Mount. And these people are tired of it. And this is setting up end times events. The Saudis have quietly supported the recent Abraham Accords, the established peace between four Arab countries and Israel, and that has infuriated the Palestinians. The reaction of the Saudis is to emphasize that the Al-Aqsa in Jerusalem is simply a mosque like all mosques, but the direction of prayer for all Muslims, no matter where they are on the planet, is only towards the city of Mecca in Saudi Arabia. So they're not praying to something on the Temple Mount, they're praying on the Temple Mount towards Mecca, okay? That's a term they call Qiblat. If you look on the roof of any place in any Muslim hotel, any Muslim whatever, they have a little arrow on the roof and it's pointing Kiblat because if they're in a, you know, a restaurant and it's prayer time, all of a sudden they all get up, they look on the roof and then they get on their knees and start praying. They do it towards Medina. They do not do it towards Jerusalem. One tweet from the, you know about that, don't you? You see that all the time. I got somebody here that, yeah, it makes me crazy too. I spent three years in a Muslim nation and the what? Uh, I, he probably, well, he doesn't need it because he, what he probably had was a compass the day he moved into his house and he probably checked it out and he knows exactly which way to go. But if you're dining out or something and you get disoriented, they have Kiblat on the roof of every place that you could possibly go to. And you just look up and you say, oh, I'm going to, you know, what you do then is you as a non-Muslim turn around, go the other way and then that'll, that'll offend them. Okay. Uh, (laughs) The the reaction of the Saudis is to emphasize that the Al-Aqsa in Jerusalem is simply a mosque like all mosques, but the direction of prayer for all Muslims, no matter where they are on the planet, is only towards the city of Mecca in Saudi Arabia. One tweet from the account Saudi Arabia in numbers said Muslims were not religiously obligated to help the Palestinians by fighting for Jerusalem, where the Palestinians constantly emphasize that the Al-Aqsa Mosque is the third holiest site in Islam. Our prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, they say this, I'm not saying that, okay, Uh, did not leave us with a commandment, even with one word, that Jerusalem must be liberated. The tweet read, adding, the only two holy mosques are in the Saudi cities of Mecca and Medina. In the end, it is becoming increasingly clear that the main obstacle to achieving the realization of the cry, the Temple Mount is in our hands, is us ourselves. Now, the... Saudis and Moroccans also emphasize the strong connection of the Jewish people to the Temple Mount and the diminution of its importance to Islam. This is a historic opportunity to expel the hostile waqf from the Temple Mount and transfer it to full Israeli management that will allow full freedom and access of religion to the mountain in cooperation with the Emirates, Saudis and Moroccans, Jews and non-Jews, all who attain shared goals. Well, I would defer away from that last sentence and say I have no shared goals in that at all. The only thing I want to see is Jesus as Lord over the people of Israel, but 
this is what is necessary for that to happen. They are going to make this treaty, whether, you know, it doesn't matter what you think or what I think or what anybody else thinks, it is going to happen. The Bible says it's going to happen. They will accept the Antichrist and they will go into the tribulation period, okay? But the important thing is that this is being lined up right now where people are starting to wake up and say, this is coming, okay? We agree with the Jews having control of the Temple Mount. That's the interesting part of it. Good stuff. From all Israel. Israel's airport has reopened, but tourists won't get into Israel before this summer, and then they qualify it at best. This summer at best. So if you've got your plans to go to Israel, you still might not get there. So far, exceptions to get into Israel may be granted to journalists, diplomats, athletes, new immigrants, foreign workers, spouses, or parents of Israelis, and those meeting humanitarian and security needs in Israel. There is going to be a lot of trouble with the fact that a lot of Christians are not going to be vaccinated. That will be a huge issue for them and a big barrier in order to get to Israel. If you're a Christian, you've got your tickets to go to Israel. They're not going to let you in unless you have your vaccine. So now you have your dilemma, your choice to make, okay, if you don't want to get that vaccine. As I said last week, and as I said a week or two before that, it's your choice. You want to get the vaccine, go ahead. All right, nobody's stopping you, and there's lots of people that have survived through it, and some that haven't, okay? But uh, that has to be your own moral dilemma if you know, you know, they got different types. They got Pfizer and Moderna and whatever. I don't know all the different types, but some of them were based on the research that came from aborted babies. I don't know which ones, but if you... Johnson and Johnson, definitely, she says. I don't know about the others. But just so you know, if that's the case and you want to get your shot, that's your own moral dilemma. I'm not going to tell you what to do with it. But, you know, I've said this from the beginning, simply because of the way that this crisis has been handled, I will never get the shot. It will never happen in my life, okay? But that's simply me. I never got flu shots either. I don't like taking aspirin. I don't like taking anything, okay? it's To me, it's just I'm going to do what I'm going to do, and the day I kick off, that happens. That doesn't mean I don't take medicine. I do, you know, but there are things that I would just rather not do unless it's absolutely necessary, and this is not, okay? From World Israel News, New Zealand embraces BDS, divests government fund from Israeli banks. Okay, New Zealand, an entire country. The New Zealand Superannuation Fund announced that based on information provided by the UN and BDS organizations, it has divested its holdings from five Israeli banks which have helped finance the construction of Israeli homes in Judea and Samaria. The New Zealand Superfund, a government investment portfolio designed to help pay for the increased cost of universal pension payments in the future, said it has divested around New Zealand 6.5 million from the five banks. So there you go. Country making a political stand against Israel, whatever. From the Times of Israel, Israeli jets escort, Israeli jets escort American B-52s during flyby in show of force to Iran. That's a good move. I will not compliment the president because he doesn't even know that it happened. He's brain dead. But it is a good move that the Pentagon did by allowing the Israelis to fly along with our B-52s. The move comes amid tensions between U.S., Israel, and Tehran, with Iran tied to missile strikes on U.S. bases and an attack on an Israeli-owned ship in the Gulf of Oman. So here they are flying. Great pictures of it. Israeli fighters next to a B-52 going out in force against Iran. Good stuff. Media line, disastrous Mediterranean tar spill could take years to clean up, experts warn. That was on February 
21st, February 21st, this week, Times of Israel, Israel declares 17 beaches safe after oil spill, most still off limits, okay? They have beaches that are being cleaned by the day, okay? I love when these people do this. Remember the Exxon Valdez and they said this oil is going to be forever and it's they've ruined Alaska. It'll never be. And 18 months later, there was not one drop of oil in Alaska. Okay, some penguins got covered in goo and a couple other things. And this happens. If you think about World War II and how many ships went down in World War II and the world never complained about these things. There were ships all over this planet burning and oil everywhere. And do you know that over 160,000 tons of oil seeps naturally out of the ground every single day, every single day. Okay. 160,000 tons of oil seeps out there. It might be every year, but whatever it is, it's, it, it seeps out. Okay. And that is in the Gulf of Mexico. All that oil is just naturally seeping out, and nobody says anything about that. Don't let people tell you that the world is coming to an end when oil gets spilled. You know what happens? It balls up. You go out to the beach, you pick up the ball, and you put it in a bag, and you send it to the oil people, and they'll recycle it. That's that's the extent of that. Some things die, but these environmental people are literally wacko. That's exactly right. Okay, so we'll go on. All Israel. Beach chairs for vaccinated only in yeah in tel aviv beach chairs outdoors for vaccinated only are removed but not before photos went viral they actually had beach chairs for if you're vaccinated you can sit in this chair and if you're not you can't okay and here's what they say israeli human rights lawyer warns other countries pay close attention to what is going on in israel because you are next this is what's going on these people have an agenda to get the whole world vaccinated. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm not that in no way, shape or form, but this is what they want. And they are going to force your life to be miserable. And you're going to be a pariah if you don't over something that's got what, what is a 98.6% survival rate or something? 99.6. She said, what's that? Without the vaccine. vaccine. And then you still can get it. And And you you still can get it after the vaccine. Yeah. You still have to do everything you're doing without the. Yeah, absolutely. Christian news today, Robert Belsley, I have now completed all your Sunday sermons that you have online and am very glad and blessed to have done so because of all the times it shows Christ in the scriptures. And he said, thank you. He gave a couple more comments, which I cut out because I'm not here to blow my own horn. I would just like you to learn the Bible. And Don Murray or Murray, I'm not sure how you pronounce that. Sorry, Don. Um, I reached two milestones in the last two weeks. I finished the number sermons. And I watched the Sixth Doctrine Sermon, which was the 400th sermon I've watched. You have walked me further through the Bible than I have ever been before. Praise God. Watching 400 Prophecy Updates is going to get you no closer to understanding what's going on in Scripture. CBM. Millions of Methodists will go left, but millions more will be right. A new conservative Methodist denomination is splintering off from the UMC, and while the painful dividing process will likely spell death for some local congregations, a Methodist activist is expressing hope for conservatives in the church. Conservative leaders within the UMC unveiled plans this past Monday to form a new denomination, the Global Methodist Church, 
with a doctrine that abides by the Bible's definition of marriage. Marriage. The move could hasten the long-expected breakup of the UMC, America's largest mainline Protestant denomination, over differing approaches to the sin of homosexuality. The new GMC will formally split from the UMC in 2022, the next time the denomination holds its general conference. Conservative Methodists will then hammer out a new mission statement, vision, and here it goes. Okay, I've been happy about what they're doing so far. And then they get down to the last thing. It says, and a transitional book of doctrines and disciplines. Instead of simply saying that this is what we are going to go by. And the problem with that, and I say it every time this comes along, is that that book can be amended and it will be amended. The year after it comes out, somebody's going to say, we need to tweak it. And then two years later, somebody's going to come in. They say, well, we need to have people that wear loafers included in this. And we're going to go on and on and on amending this book of doctrines and disciplines. Stick to this and you won't have a problem. This is a temporary bandage and it will not succeed. The Lord will probably be back before uh, too long anyway, but it's just very sad that they have to say, well, we're going to write a book to define what scripture already should be telling them from the Christian post. Andy Stanley embarrassed as a Christian by churches that sparred with the government over COVID lockdowns. He's embarrassed that people stood up for their rights in this nation. Said he's embarrassed by churches that engaged in spitting matches with state and local governments. He's You know what? The Constitution of the United States of America has amendments. The first 10 are called the Bill of Rights. The first one begins with religion, and then it gets into other things like assembly and freedom of the press. The first thing that they said, this is the most important point of all of your freedoms, is religion. And this guy isn't willing to stand up for it. What a weak knee. All right, we'll go on. Um, He stressed to other church leaders, you marry the mission you date the model. He's saying that this is the model, having a church building as a model. And I agree with that. You marry the mission, which means telling people about Jesus, but you got to do it properly, which he does not. Okay. That's our mission. You inspire people to follow Jesus. I agree with that. If you are actually doing it, you date the model shoulder to shoulder in a building, singing songs and worshiping and listening to sermons. I know I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. All that is, is a model. He continued, that's right, that's true. You can do this on the beach. We did it for years. That's not the point. The point is standing up for your rights because we could not have done this on the beach when this started. They had Turtle Beach closed off. They had fences all the way down there. We could not have met on Turtle Beach to worship the Lord Jesus because of people like Andy Stanley. He continued, during this season, you abandoned the model for the sake of the mission, but he didn't. Okay, I don't care if he's online or not. He's the guy that says that Peter and Paul disengaged from the Old Testament scriptures. They disengaged. That's what he said a year ago. That is untrue. They relied on them. Paul quotes them. You have to take them in context, which he probably doesn't even know what the Old Testament says. But as these people noted that I read a minute ago, it all points to Jesus. You can't disengage from what is telling you what is coming. Anyway, but the local churches that abandoned the mission for the sake of the model and rushed back into the model. What's wrong with the model? You were supposed to be in these buildings. We own these buildings. This is property owned by churches. It was funded by the congregants, and we have a right to meet by the First Amendment and the first words of the First Amendment of our Constitution. This guy doesn't know what he is talking about. Do not listen to Andy Stanley. If you got his book at home, throw it away. Don't read his stuff. 
and uh, Andy Stanley's the guy who who called Barack Obama America's uh, great president or something. No. America's pastor-in-chief. Oh, pastor-in-chief. Yeah, that's a good one. This guy doesn't know anything. Anyway, in some cases, this is true. This is my comments. It is entirely dependent on what his mission is. Further, his stand allows for a complete eroding of our First Amendment rights, regardless of which mission a church holds to. It doesn't matter. If you're a Jehovah's Witness or if you're a Mormon, they have as much right to meet by the Constitution as we do. Whatever their mission is, but the mission of us is to tell people what this book says in its context and how it points to Jesus and how they need Jesus. That is our job. And we can't do it with people like Andy Stanley sitting back there making millions and millions and millions of dollars a year, sitting at home doing nothing for a year. From Safa, settler commits four attacks against a church in Jerusalem. Okay, I'm always saying this about Muslims. In France, they burn churches, okay? I say it about Muslims in uh, Malaysia, where I used to live, and Indonesia. I'm always reading articles about this. Well, I'm going to be fair about this. Jews do this to Christians. They do not like Christians in Israel, okay? This is just the way it is. They're either neutral about Christians, or they do not want to even talk about Jesus. He is a pariah to them. So I thought I'd read this. In recent times, systematic and dangerous attacks have escalated by Jewish extremists against Christian holy sites in Jerusalem, the most recent of which was the attack on the Roman Orthodox Church of West Jerusalem and setting fire to the entrance to the monastery leading to it. You don't hear that anywhere except in very, very little sites around the world. But this is a problem. There are messianics over there, people that believe in Jesus and are evangelizing others and telling about the gospel, and their lives are in jeopardy over there. So I thought I'd be fair and I'd include that article just so you know that this is not a one-sided thing. If you're a religious bigot, you can be that in any religion at any time, okay? We'll go on. From Fox News, a Missouri pastor on leave after telling wives to lose weight strive to look like Melina Trump. Yes, now this is not how you conduct your church services, folks. I just thought I'd throw this in so you know that if you have this type of a pastor, you might as well get another church. This is his words. Okay, this is not my words. This is his. Now, look, I'm not saying that every woman can be the epic trophy wife of all time like Melina Trump, he said. All I can say is not everybody looks like that. Amen. But you don't need to look like a butch either. He also posed this question to the congregation. Why is it so many times that women, after they get married, let themselves go? Clark ended the sermon with this observation. Now, listen. I did not say this. I'm reading it to you so you understand that there are people this depraved in the pulpit. Scientists have discovered, by the way, a food that diminishes the woman's drive. It's called the wedding cake. You know what? That's why you got to be careful what church you go to, and you got to be careful of what they are doing with the Word of God. If you want to know the Word of God, you got to go into a church that opens it and it goes line by line and sometimes word by word, and you got to know what is important. And that kind of stuff is not important. That guy, he did step down. I don't know if they're going to hire or bring him back in. It didn't say anything about getting fired. He just says he's taking some time off. He should never be allowed in any pulpit ever again. If that's his private thing and he wants to say it with his friends on the golf course, which I don't golf, that's fine. But you are not to bring that kind of nonsense up during a sermon, which is supposed to be about the Word of God. Are you sure he wasn't lynched? Uh, hey. Mail Online, one-third of black Protestants and nearly half of white evangelical Christians say they do not plan to get COVID-19 vaccines. Data reveal, 
So there you go. I'll read it again so you get the numbers. A third of black Protestants and nearly a half of white evangelicals. No COVID-19 vaccine. From Epic Times, pro-life evangelicals. Listen to this. This is this is irony at its height, but I didn't put it in the irony section. Epic Times, pro-life evangelicals for Biden feel used and betrayed. They wrote him an open letter. What did they think they were getting? Those are those are the stupidest people on the planet. A couple weeks ago, I said it was that 90 year old lady that walked six hours in the snow to get a covid vaccine. These people are way stupider. What are you thinking? I'm a I'm a pro evangelical for Biden. And you think he's going to do he doesn't care about the Christian cause this much. Plus, he's not even in his head anymore. So whatever. Mideast in Africa. Zero hedge. This is an interesting article. I cut a lot out. I'm just giving you the nine points. If you want to see the analysis of the nine points, go read the article. Nine signs that chess pieces are being moved into place for a major war in the Middle East. While President Trump was in the White House, the U.S. didn't start any new conflicts. He's the only one to not start a conflict in years and years and years. But now the Biden admin is quite determined to start projecting American influence all over the globe once again. One, literally one day after Biden was inaugurated, a massive U.S. military convoy rolled into Syria. I reported on that. Two, just a few weeks later, Joe Biden conducted his first airstrike against Iranian-backed forces in Syria. Three, of course, it was inevitable that Iranian-backed forces would respond, and they retaliated by launching rockets at a military base in Iraq, where U.S. forces are stationed. Just a couple days ago, a new defense secretary, Lloyd Austin, said that there will be a U.S. military response at a time and place of our own choosing. So they're saying they're going to respond and they're going to do it. They're getting themselves back into the game for more U.S. airstrikes may come sooner rather than later. In fact, it is being reported that the U.S. has just sent six B-52 bombers to Diego Garcia, citing U.S. Official CNN reported that the Cold War era bomber will also be available for operations against Iran if ordered. Five, the Biden admin is also sending approximately 10,000 more U.S. troops to the Middle East. We just pulled them out. They're sending them right back again. Once the amphibious assault ship Bataan, which is moving towards the Middle East, arrives, the U.S. will have added roughly 10,000 personnel to the area within the last week. Six, Russia has been busy making moves in the region as well. Russia conducted an airstrike on an oil loading facility in Syria that is used by opposition forces that are backed by Turkey, Saudi Arabia, and the Biden administration. Seven. Meanwhile, Israel continues to hit strategically important targets inside Syria on a regular basis. The following comes from a news report that was published in late February. Eight. Israel is particularly interested in keeping Iran from developing nuclear weapons, as they should be. In an interview with Fox News, Israeli Defense Minister Gantz stated that Israel is ready to attack Iran without any U.S. help. I said that last week, I think. Nine, during a phone call last Thursday between Kamala Lama Ding Dong and Benjamin Netanyahu, the Israeli Prime Minister made it exceedingly clear that his nation is ready to do whatever it takes to prevent the Iranians from developing their own nukes. The Prime Minister said we would continue to strengthen our intelligence and security cooperation and said during their conversation that as Prime Minister of Israel, he is totally committed to preventing Iran from developing nuclear weapons that are meant for our destruction. 
Of course, the Iranians have no plans to back down, and that makes a Middle East conflict between Israel and Iran inevitable. There will be war in the Middle East, and the horror of that conflict will shock the entire planet. And once that war begins, it will greatly accelerate our economic problems and the ongoing political turmoil in this country. So enjoy this brief period of relative stability while you can, because our world is about to start changing in dramatic ways. Good job. Times of Israel. IAEA says Iran enriching uranium with advanced centrifuges in further breach. And they still want to have these deals with these people. They still want to have them. The IAEA reportedly told its member states Monday, a week ago, that Iran has started enriching uranium with a third cascade or cluster of advanced IR2M centrifuges at its underground plant in Natanz in a further breach of the 2015 nuclear deal. On 7 March 2021, the agency verified that Iran had begun feeding natural UF-6 into the third cascade of 174 IR-2M centrifuges. So it was a Monday ago. They found out last Sunday while we were sitting here in the Prophecy Update. And there you go with that. From the Epic Times, Swiss agree to ban face coverings in public in narrow vote. Yeah, the Swiss actually said no more burkas, but you still wear your COVID thing, so it hardly matters anymore. Yeah, ooh. Mongolia from MENA FN. Mongolia gets ready to resume flights from May 1st. So if you want to go into Mongolia, folks, at the direction given by Prime Minister, a name this long, I won't try, it's planned to reopen the Buyant Ukaha International Airport from May 1st to resume international passenger air traffic. All preparations for the prevention of COVID-19 infection, including vaccinating border control staff and setting up glass barriers separating passengers and temporary isolation rooms at the port for suspected cases are now underway. Mongolia suspended international passenger flights in mid-February 2020 to prevent the spread of COVID-19. So it's been a year and what, February, March, April, year and three months without any planes flying in and out. Daniel 12 Technology, Jerusalem Post, Israeli technology can hack, take control, and stop drone swarm. You have a whole swarm of drone, they can get them, they can actually take over them, and they can fly them in and keep them themselves if they want, or whatever they want to do with them, or turn them around and bomb the people that sent them. All three drones started to bear down on our location. This is a guy giving a report about watching this. One of them was capable of providing intel and providing a minor threat while the other two large ones were capable of traveling dozens of kilometers and carrying and delivering a heavy 12-kilogram payload of explosive materials. That's a lot of material. They made their way from 500 meters to 400 meters to what was defined as the blue zone at around 250 meters, an intermediate threat distance that appeared on the monitor in front of us showing the drone's trajectory throughout the three drones simultaneous progress toward their target defense anti-drone tracking and cyber software was identifying them their height capabilities and progress finally when they entered the orange danger zone defense hacking powers kicked in two of the drones were each hacked and under defense control within a stunning three seconds a third drone had a delay due to its more complex frequency and potential urban situations that cause interference. It took 10 seconds. 
They acknowledged that with the hardest communication codes to crack in the worst real world layout with maximum interference, it might take as long as 20 seconds. All three drones were led by the hackers along a preset flight path to avoid numerous nearby buildings in the complex urban setting, aimed at landing in an empty parking lot harmlessly and without causing any disturbance. In those three to 20 seconds, Defense Autonomous Software Defined Radio, or SDR, technology differentiates friendly and hostile drones at distances of over three kilometers. The range is based on previous reports, as Defend did not want to commit to a specific range during the meeting, though there were clear implications that the range was substantially beyond three kilometers. Once the type of communication link between the drone and its operator is identified, the system takes over. So, good stuff there. Zero Hedge drones are bringing the 19th hole to any hole. Anybody here golf? I know John Huller does. I don't. I, I, you know, when I was a kid, I was up in Beach Mountain, North Carolina. My dad was invited up there by some friends, and so we all went up for a vacation. And it's like this really high tee-off you, you go off of a thing onto the first, whatever it's called. Anyway, I was up there and we were all trying golfing, okay? I was probably eight, okay? Well, no, Mary, I won't give her name. A girl walked up behind me without saying anything and I swung and I hit her right here. If I had gone one inch higher, she would have been dead and she had a welt this big on her neck and I never picked up another club after that. I don't like sports anyway, but you know what? If somebody's swinging a golf club, do not walk up to them, okay? They don't know you're there. And, you know, I, I could see me being the one blamed for that if she died. But, you know, it wasn't my fault. I'm just swinging a golf club and somebody walks up behind you. So, whatever. Anyway, um, drone provider Ag Eagle partnered with Valkari, a Chicago-based startup that is building a drone delivery mailbox that allows drones to deliver packages directly into a safe and secure box. This is out on the golf course. Anywhere they put these boxes. A drone picked up a package with beverages at the Valkari drone delivery station outside the clubhouse restaurant and delivered that package to a second delivery station located on the course. Once the drone released the package and departed, the drone delivery station was activated, relocating the package from the top of the station to a lower compartment for the golfer to retrieve the order. Valkari's system allows the creation of an order through an app. The recipient receives a notification the package is ready for pickup. Upon arrival at the box, the recipient must verify his or her identity and select a proper package for retrieval. The slot will then open once that is confirmed. So you're out on the golf course and you want your lunch. Instead of waiting for the 19th hole, you get it at the 7th hole. Hey, cart girls, that's, that's sexist. I'm sorry, you have to leave this place. Okay, Revelation Plagues today. Mail online. Americans who are fully vaccinated against COVID-19 can gather without masks or social distancing, the CDC announces. You know what that sounds like to me? That sounds like the superior word since this began. Yes. Yes. That's what that sounds like to me. Okay, mail online. More than 73% of Americans who die of COVID-19 are overweight or obese. 73% CDC data revealed. 73%. Okay, Epic Times. Two dead, two in ICU after 83,400 receive Sinovac vaccines in Hong Kong. Don't get the Sinovac. This morning, I woke up and was reading Mail Online. Marvelous Marvin Hagler. 
Remember him, the boxer? Mm -hmm. 66 years old, dead from the vaccine. Wow. Yes. Sorry, Marvin. Yahoo! Austria suspends AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine batch after death. Zero Hedge. Japan's supercomputer finds double masking does not work. Oh, yeah. Shock. Okay, and then uh, this is my own superior word news service. My old boss, I won't give his name because I don't have permission, but he's one, go and look at my, uh, what do you call it, my resume. This is this is your resume, my resume. Anyway, um, go look at my resume and you might find my boss in one of those names in past history. He uh, called me yesterday from the hospital. He, and he didn't quite get this one. I got my second vaccine and my heart immediately started racing. Okay. He says, but they don't think it's connected. Can you imagine that? So he's in the hospital. Okay. Until at least Monday, maybe Tuesday. And uh, it may be a pacemaker he needs or whatever. But he said, he, I couldn't believe he said that to me, but you know, there you go. And I love the guy. He's a wonderful person. Zero hedge. The CDC is about to be canceled by Google and Facebook for COVID heresy. The CDC released a heretical report about mask wearing in COVID-19. The report, authored by at least a dozen medical doctors, CDC, PhD researchers, and bizarrely, a handful of attorneys, examined how mask mandates across the U.S. affected COVID cases and death rates. You'd think with all of the media propaganda about mask effectiveness and all the virtual signaling with politicians and reporters appearing on live TV with masks, that the data would prove incontrovertibly and overwhelmingly that masks have saved the world. But that's not what the report says. According Now, this is CDC. I'm just reading an article. According to the CDC's analysis between March 1st and December 31st last year, statewide mask mandates were in effect in 2,313 of the 3,142 counties in the United States. And looking at the county-by-county county data, the CDC concludes that mask mandates were associated with an average 1.32% decrease in the growth rates of COVID-19 cases and deaths during the first 100 days after the mask policy was implemented. That's less than the 3% margin of error. There actually was a bonanza of coverage over the weekend about CDC's new report. Now, listen to this. They've just shown that it's within the margin of error. There is absolutely no substantiation for defending this, okay? Plus, the ones that mandated this were the ones that had people completely sequestered away from everybody else anyway, so you would think you'd get this result anyway, but we'll go on without too many comments. There are actually a bonanza of coverage over the weekend about the CDC's new report. The Washington Post headline read, after state lift restrictions, CDC says mask mandates can reduce deaths. So they lied. And then it says the New York Times reported that wearing masks, the CDC study reported, was linked to fewer infections with the coronavirus and COVID-19 deaths. So they lied. And then CBC called the report strong evidence that mask mandates can slow the spread of coronavirus. They lied. Morality. Not that that's surprising, okay, at all. The narrative. The narrative. Epic Times. New law in New Jersey bars police from informing parents of child's marijuana possession. Your child has marijuana possession charge against him, and you cannot tell the parents. And when you get to the end of it, you're going to understand why. 
and it's actually what they're saying is going to help is actually causing harm. But they can't see that this way because they have peanut butter up here. S3454 was one of the three bills signed by Governor Phil Murphy, a Democrat, last month that deals with cannabis known as marijuana. The bill states that any person under 18 years of age or knowingly possesses marijuana will receive a written warning for the first violation of the law. However, a written notification shall not be provided by law enforcement to the parent, guardian, or person with legal custody of the minor, the law states. If the minor violates the law again, then parents can be notified, maintaining a status quo that allows tens of thousands, disproportionately people of color, to be arrested in New Jersey each year for the low-level drug offenses is unjust and indefensible, he said in a statement. So exactly the opposite of what they think is going to happen is going to happen. Because when you do this, people don't learn the consequences and mom isn't going to talk to them and they're going to have a repeat offense and they're going to get the letter anyway. They are harming, not helping the poor young black children. From Mail Online, LA Teachers Union leader blames white wealthy parents for the rush to reopen schools after Governor Newsom revealed $2 billion plan to pay districts to get students back in classroom quicker. The LA Teachers Union says that it's white people that are the problem. Mail Online, Turner Classic Movies adds sexist and racist content warning to 18 movies, including Breakfast at Tiffany's, Psycho, Gone with the Wind, and My Fair Lady. Yeah. Yeah, seen them all, haven't you? TCM is launching a new series called Reframed. Classic films in the rearview mirror. Everything's 2020 with these people to look at troubling and problematic aspects of old Hollywood movies. Every Thursday of March, watch now, kids. Rotating hosts will hold roundtable introductions about the history and context of the movie. They will also warn viewers about depictions of racism, sexism, LGBTQ issues. Among the 18 films that will be discussed include Breakfast at Tiffany's, Psycho, Gone with the Wind, My Fair Lady, Stagecoach, The Jazz Singer, and more. Some racism issues that will be tackled include blackface routines and white actors playing non-white roles. The hosts will also discuss sexism in these movies in which men, I got a comment after this one, in which men seem to physically or psychologically abuse women. What about Glenn Close in Fatal Attraction? What about Misery by James Caan? Are they going to highlight those? Anybody see those movies? Scare the pants off you. <laughs> New York Post. I'm telling you, those are brutal movies. Those poor guys were just psychologically abused. How dare they? New York Post, Disney Minus. Disney pulls Dumbo, Peter Pan, aristocrats from library over content concerns. And, you know, all of this is, all of this is just to destroy the foundation of this country. They don't care about these people. They don't care about the black issue or the LGBTQ issue. They care about destroying the fabric of this nation so that they can introduce their communist ideology. That is all this is about. I read that from the introduction into the House records in 1964, a year ago, I read it two years ago, I'll probably read it again soon, of all of the agenda, and this is exactly what it is. Destroy America from within. That's all they're doing. The Bible's on that list. The Bible is on that list. Okay, now this is 
I, I'm going to read you the title, and I'm not going to say any more about it. It is so bad. It's from a site called OSOCIO, Osocio, I guess. Okay, the title is Missopolis, Fashionable Shock Advertising. If you want to see the most depraved, disgusting ads that I have ever seen, I can't even put one of them up for people to see on the, the video. I can't do it. You go and look at those, and you'll you'll know where the left is going. They can have every perverted thing on this planet out in the public, and I'm talking about disgusting, and yet you can't have Dumbo. Don't you, you think they're already there? Oh, there are. Of course they are, because there's only peanut butter up there. That's all that's going on in their heads. From our other category, Zero Hedge. Biden admin silences DHS over border crisis as viral video shows flood of migrants streaming into Arizona. Not only are they allowing it, but they're, I'll read it. The Biden admin has told the DHS not speak freely about the growing border crisis. The situation with media relations now is night and day compared to the last administration. We have been advised not to speak on immigration issues at the border, which is their job, by the way, and to rely on DHS's Office of Public Affairs and the White House Press Office to handle messaging. They can't open their mouths. Yeah. The verbal order applies to senior law enforcement leaders within DHS and has no formal expiration date. This is permanent under them. It comes as the admin is struggling to manage the growing crisis. They don't want it managed. They want this crisis in border security and immigration policies leading to a spike in illegal crossings at the border. As local communities along the border continue to grapple with the release of migrants into their communities, the administration is facing criticism even among their own ranks. National Pulse. Democrat bill would stop future presidents lowering refugee intake quota. They're proposing a bill that no president can ever lower the influx of refugees. Once it's said it, whatever it is, that's what it's at. Trump took it from, you know, like 100,000, 120,000 a year down to, I think, 19,000 last year. And those were real refugees that needed to come in. Okay. Epic Times, Arizona border chief warns illegal immigration on track to surpass the past three years combined. From KXAN, Texas governor deploys National Guard to border after federal government fails to secure it. Good for him. I hope he goes down there and he makes a wall. And you know what? If Texas said, we're going to build our own wall, I'd send them money to help. Did they? They did. I had not heard that. I have not seen that. It's probably a meme. He's a meme guy, and it's probably on some meme. Anyway, I will tell you that they need they need to just say, we're going to build our wall, and if we have to raise our taxes a little bit in Texas to do it, we're going to do it, because otherwise we're going to be flooded and we're going to be bankrupt anyway. From Epic Times. Yeah, exactly that's the point. Epic Times. Biden signs election executive order to increase voting by criminals. Biden signed an executive order altering the way the federal government handles elections, including by increasing voting and voter registration access for criminals in prison and on probation. You can just sit in prison and vote for whoever you want now. Zero Hedge. Rampant shoplifting forces 10 Bay Area Walgreens to close. Theft of less than $950 in goods is treated as nonviolent misdemeanor under California law. I've reported on that before. They passed a law that if it's less than $1,000, you can't do anything. They can come in and steal all they want, and you can't do anything, okay? So, but in most cases, for shoplifting, the criminal is released. 
The SFPD told the Washington Examiner that it is aware of incidents of retail theft where groups of suspects enter stores, grab product and merchandise, and flee. And with the exodus of city residents, the decimation of small and medium-sized enterprises due to the pandemic and soaring socioeconomic problems in the metro area, San Francisco could one day be a hallowed out or a, yeah, they said hallowed, forget hallowed, hollowed, a hollowed out town, sort of like Baltimore and or Detroit if things persist. Walgreens has said, we've had enough. We're out of here. And that's what everybody's going to do. Who would want to be in that? Who would want to be out in California where you, there's no law and order at all? Zero hedge. San Fran, but they're moving here, aren't they? And they're going to vote blue. That's the, it, it makes no sense. Once again, peanut butter. Zero hedge. San Francisco pays $16.1 million to shelter 300 homeless in tents. $16 million for 300 homeless people. California is in the midst of a self-induced homelessness crisis that shows no sign of abating anytime soon. The crisis is especially acute in San Francisco, where Mayor London Breed has erected three tent cities to house about 300 homeless people. The cost? About $61,000 a year per tent. The city is running a $650 million deficit, and the tent city isn't eligible for reimbursement by the government, so that money comes out of the city coffers. In the six safe sleeping city villages set up by the city of San Francisco during the pandemic, the cost of maintaining a single tent camp camping spot is $5,000 per month or $61,000 per year, more than it would cost to put each one of these people in a market rate apartment. They got them sleeping on the streets for more than it would cost to just give them an apartment. Mail online. The world is running out of sand. And this is true. I don't know if you know this, but the world is... Do you know where Saudi Arabia gets its sand to build its buildings? Not from Saudi Arabia. Do you know that? Egypt? Not from Egypt. Because it's windblown sand and it cannot, you need to have an aggregate that will cause binding. Desert sand doesn't do that. They have to import their sand from Scotland. Okay, yeah. All of the sand in the world is being used. We're using billions of tons of sand a year and it's not being renourished. Okay, so the beaches in the world, you can't take them because then you want to have beaches. So they're digging out further and they're finding sand in places. But the world is running out of sand. But there's good news for this. Okay. Good news for this. The world is running out of sand. Shortage could mean there won't be enough to make glass vials for COVID vaccines. <laughs> sand is used in concrete and glass, making it essential in housing and technology. There's a sand shortage. With under 1,000 sand mines in the United States, that could hurt the construction industry, which uses up to 50 billion tons a year. That's only in the United States. Since 2015, there's been a global shortage of glass that's only worsening as vials are needed for vaccine rollout. Ooh, experts say demand for glass vials will rise by over 2 billion over the next two years. <laughs> MSN, hyperinflation pushes Venezuela to print $1 million Bolivar bills. I mentioned this last week, maybe during the prophecy update, maybe before it. I just wanted to make sure you knew that I wasn't making that up. A 1 million Bolivar bill. The country's central bank posted a statement on its website saying it would begin circulating the new 200,000, 500,000, and $1 million bills to fulfill the current economy's requirements without providing further details. The $1 million note, the largest in the nation's history, is worth only 
53 cents. And I guarantee you, this is a week old now, I guarantee you it's worth 43 cents now, okay? That's how quickly they're losing their value, okay? In October, Venezuela imported banknote paper with plans to issue a $100,000 bill that quickly became outdated, so they never published it. It last issued new bills in 2019 after chopping off five zeros of the previous bills in circulation in 2018. So they indexed their money. They indexed their money. They're not indexing this time. Instead, they're printing $1 million boulevards that are worth 53 cents. Zero hedge. Baltimore student who failed all but three classes in four years was ranked in the top half of his graduating class. Read it again. Baltimore student who failed all but three classes in four years was ranked in top half of his class. Mail online. Late conservative icon. I never mentioned him when he died because I love the guy and everybody else did, so why bother? But this is worth mentioning. Late conservative icon Rush Limbaugh's Florida death certificate lists his occupation as the greatest radio host of all time. I've got a Catholic here for you today. The Muslims say, pray towards our own. Jerusalem, they'll not condone. Medina and Mecca will go as they beckon. The Jews may have mount with its stone. Okay, I got a couple ironies here for you. I call this sudden death. It's not funny that people die, but it is ironic, okay? I try to qualify this because people will get upset if I don't say that. I'm sad for this guy, but it is ironic. Mail online, cemetery digger, 42, dies after grave. He was digging, collapsed, and buried him under seven feet of dirt. Didn't have to give him a burial. And, well, from the blaze, this, is, this gets you right here. I'm sorry. 30 Taliban militants killed during bomb-making class in mosque when bomb accidentally explodes. Such is the world we live in. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett. This is The Superior Word, and that is your Prophecy Update for the week.